Welcome back, everybody. This is the Blackwash Podcast. My name is Larry Sampson. I'm one of your hosts with my co-host, Destiny Johnson. Destiny, tell them what we have today. Yeah, so there is this term that was kind of coined in the news called missing white woman syndrome. I had never heard of missing white woman syndrome until this viral video clip um, was circulating online of Joanne Reed, who's um, a news anchor. And basically, um, around the time that Gabby Petito, um, a young woman who had went missing and, you know, is a very tragic event, and it was getting a lot of news coverage. I got notifications from CNN, um, news feed. It was all over social media. Um, But everybody was just wondering, where is Gabby? And I don't know if it was just Gabby in particular and that she was just this huge um, social media um, personality or what, but there was tons, tons of coverage trying to figure out where her whereabouts. Tragically, she was found Um, Her body was found and she was dead. And we later learned that it was from being strangled by her husband. But there were also some other individuals that were missing around that same time that did not get the type of coverage as Gabby. So those people were um, Jelani Day and Mia Mercado. But around the time of Gabby, just days after Joanne Reed was just saying on the news that in this country, we have a tendency of, you know, glorifying these stories of missing white women, and it's called missing white women syndrome, and that people of other races or other genders even don't get that same type of coverage. There's a huge discrepancy there. So I just thought that this is really interesting because Larry, I think you can say it too. There are certain names that you never forget because we never stop fucking hearing about it on the news. Natalie Holloway. Natalie Holloway. Yes. Natalie Holloway, Lacey Peterson, Elizabeth Smart. Oh, even one when I was so young that used to terrify me was John Benet Ramsey. Cause I was like, is someone gonna come and kidnap me? But these are all white women and it was huge. It was just like, these are our girls next door. This is our country's treasure. And like, how could something so horrific happen? And what kind of went through my mind a little bit is, of course, we want to know where those girls are. And still to this day, like, you know, it's so disturbing. Natalie Holloway, Lacey Peterson, Gabby Petito, all of them. But I don't know a story of a missing Black girl where I remember her name or seen coverage all the time. And the danger around that is that I feel for predators, they know hey, I might be able to get away with this because people aren't going to be as interested. I think that's a fair point. And the one thing that was crazy is I remember myself thinking when I was younger, kind of a a naive thought to have, but I had this thought that, oh, Black people don't go missing. Black girls don't go missing. Black boys don't go missing. 
even white boys don't go missing. I never could tell you a story of a of a white boy going missing and stuff like that. I thought the idea of somebody being kidnapped was something that was uniquely reserved for white females. Like I never heard really of Latino women going going missing. So I, I like I said, I naively thought as a child that okay, these are this is something that's a type of crime that's only reserved for white women, and that that's something that doesn't affect my community. I don't know if you uh, remember this. Well, as I got older, BET had like a show. It was called like Find Our Missing. And it was about a show about all the black people and black girls in particular who are going missing. And I was just like, wow, there's an, we can build an entire show of all the black people who, who've gone missing. And then they were starting to be the missing. And I thought to myself like, is this like some new phenomenon or is this something that's always been happening? And of course it's not a new phenomenon, but to just think about the fact that I could have lived here all my life and have never had any name that is on par with a Natalie Holloway, way with Elizabeth Smart, or you know what I'm saying? Without without having that type of frame of reference, anybody I could put on par as a black person, not even in my local state, somebody going missing in my state and being aware of it. I thought it was so incredibly troubling that that's the nature of it. But I also say it's a double-edged sword because on one end, like you're saying, you're right. Like some, a predator might think like, okay, well, I can get away with taking them because nobody, nobody quote unquote cares. But the inverse is if you go to a different country and you're looking for like a ransom to grab somebody, if, if I'm somebody who's looking to do some harm, I'm thinking, well, you have to grab a white girl because they're not going to give a shit. Like, it ain't going to get played on the news. It ain't going to get any any of this stuff. Like So clearly the, the quote-unquote valuable lives in that circumstances are the white girls and nobody else gets that type of attention. No, absolutely. And I want to actually say this too before I forget is this girl, I love her and I follow her on YouTube. Her name is Leah Nicole and she covers all like black, black and brown um, murders and she solves them. And it's such a great little YouTube channel to follow. And it's definitely people that we never get covered are here on CNN and it's mind blowing. But to back to our point, I think too, like I want to point out, I was looking at a little bit of statistics and it's true that white women do go missing at way higher numbers than black women and men. So I think it was like per year in 2020, I believe it was somewhere close to 34,000 white women, which I don't know if it included Hispanics as well, went missing versus 15,000 black women. So I thought that was interesting, but I, it's just so like mind blowing to me that I had so many notifications from CNN saying, giving me updates on Gabby Petito, um, who, you know, tragically lost her life so early. I believe she was like 22. But at the same time, you know, there's Jelani Day, who was Illinois. This young man had been missing weeks before Gabby and his family's like, um, FBI, can we get a little bit of attention? Like, I don't know where my son is. 
And he was in medical school. He disappeared one day and that was it. And then finally, when social media got a hold of the story and put coverage on it, I mean, that kind of put a little bit pressure on the police department, the FBI to look into this case. And then finally, we have Jelani's body who was found in a river with some of his organs missing. Now, first on social media, a lot of people were saying that, oh, you know, his eyes were missing. His sin was chopped or shaved off. Um, some of his fingers were gone, his brain and all these things. And that is this a product of being organ harvest, which is a whole huger topic where, you know, you know, there's this black market that goes on where are purchasing organs and using them, which is so disturbing. But his family did come out and make a statement that that didn't actually happen. But how do you feel about that? I just, I actually, I'm glad that you brought up the whole social media aspect because I feel like that's gotta, gotta be the new kind of equalizer because it, it, it begs the question, what gets the FBI's attention? How do they, identify what's an important enough event to use some of its resources and I and I remember watching a program I believe it was 48 hours and it was either a Latino family or an African-American family who was who was simply talking about the lengths that they had to go just to get their story covered just to get people talking about their story like and here's the thing this is not to say that you know if 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 a if a white girl goes missing that their the, that their family should feel guilty about the fact that people are going to be more likely to post it and stuff like that do whatever you can to find your loved one but it it, it, it I could understand the feeling of hopelessness that you would have if you're going to news people. Like this is clearly going to be the most important and pressing thing in your life. And you're going to news outlet, news outlet. And they're, and at best, a lot of them maybe throw you in two seconds after towards the end and a non-prime slot to say, oh, by the way, we're looking for so-so on the local news. Yet other people you're seeing broadcast all the loose think about the 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 thousands or the hundreds of uh, families that have loved ones missing that are seeing you know people's stories in the news nationally and thinking well my baby been missing for such and such time i've been i've been trying to get anybody and everybody who would listen why is your baby more important than my baby you know what I'm saying? So when I hear this story of this brother, you got you talking about a guy who's in med school, you know, he's doing well, and his family is seeking help. Like, where are you? And they can't seem to get the type of coverage that a lot of these other people get until social media comes in. And I'm not, I'm not even saying until social media. They got somewhat coverage because of social media, but still not to the extent of a Nellie Holloway. And maybe there's facts in that one. Maybe that one was more of an international thing. So that that thing, that kind of had that kind of appeal. But like, I think it's, it, we're to a point where it's like, okay, how do you differentiate these cases other than race and other than gender, other than it's a, a white woman and a black male and other than the fact, you know, like what what's the story and why why aren't they getting the attention can we say it's the age no you can't say the age they're both kind of in that college prime of their life so it's like 
It, it, what can you say? Now, even speaking to that, to make it a little more equal and not change the gender thing, since one was a male, where we're talking about Jelani, and one was a female talking about Miss Gabby. Okay, Mia Mercado, who's in Florida. This young woman went missing around the same time. Her family was making complaints to the police about who her killer was, and they weren't even looking into it. And tragically, her body ended up missing. But I did not get one news coverage notification about Mia Mercado. Not one for Newsfeed or CNN. And it was a similar thing. And, and you know what's crazy is that's the first time I've I've heard the name. Now, granted, I'm not as plugged in to the to the uh, news as I should be, but it's the first time I had ever heard her name. And maybe, like I said, it's trending more so on social on uh, uh, social media. And it's the and I feel like there's always going to be a way that people try to differentiate. I remember when I first heard of justice for Vanessa, people were like, oh, well, they're covering it up because of the military. Not because she's Latina, but because, you know, it's ties to the military and stuff like that. And then it was like, okay, well, okay, that would make sense. But then it's like, like I say, all these, this young man didn't have any ties to the military. Why didn't we not hear about them? All the young black girls that are going missing, they don't have any ties to the military. So why is that? And I think we want to, we have a tendency to want to make it about everything except for race and gender when that's the when that's clearly what it is and like i said and it's not like i said it's not just race i can tell you today i'm sure white males have gone missing in my lifetime i can't give you one name i don't know a single white guy that's been missing where it was a thing where they've gotten a natalie holloway thing and i know i'm not gonna say america doesn't care about white males so i'm really interested in the and what it is behind it. And I think it's this notion that, you know, damsel in distress, like kind of thing, like, oh my God, we need to go protect her. Or maybe as a, for a man, it's like, oh, well, you know, that's tragic, but we'll find a way to get out of it or something. But yeah, I have honestly never uh, heard that for a white male either. And like I said, it begs the question, what is so unique about, you know, young white girls going missing that kind of, it's like, okay, now it's a national crisis where these other pe people who fall in other categories aren't getting that same type of treatment. Yeah, we don't have the answers. I mean, I guess it's just us to bring awareness and attention to it that it does happen. We don't have the answers. Like, who knows? That's crazy. It's no, crazy, it's disturbing, and it makes you feel sad for families who... I'm sure there's so many families out there who hasn't even got their story to social media for it to go viral for, you know, law enforcement to pay attention to it. And they're just like, why don't, doesn't anyone care about my family member, my daughter, my sister, like my cousin, like who knows? That's crazy. And like you said before, I mean, it's not to say that, you know, white women stories aren't as important, but um, they're all important and it's definitely disturbing and like uneasy on the mind to know that, you know, there's terrible people out here that kidnap and do these type of horrible things and kill people and hide their bodies. It's just a lot. And, and you touched on something that was an interesting aspect that, and I think we should dive into that a little bit, this idea that, uh, 
you know, people are doing, and I think we, we kind of view this all, oh, this might be a thing of the, you know, for movies or something, but it, it does actually happen. And that's this idea of, you know, organ harvesting where people kill other people for their organs and selling them on the black market. And I know some people think like, oh, that's something for TV, but this is something that actually happens. So what are your thoughts on the fact that there is, you know, there are people who are ending up missing. And like I said, it, it turns out that Mr. Day, they, they now believe that it was just an, a natural- uh, Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. But it's like, we know that it is a real thing that people do go missing and die because uh, people want their organs. And what it, what's, what's really telling is because people are going missing and it's not getting the type of coverage that it deserves, it's gonna lend itself to people of color being more victims of this organ harvesting than non-people of color, just because people are gonna be like, oh, well, we can do it to them and you know, nobody will go looking for them. What's your thoughts on that? No, for sure. I mean, like, I'm not like completely proficient on the subject, but I know like the most um, the most popular um, the most popular situation I can compare this to is the movie Get Out, and I think that was my first time like you know understanding the concept of organ harvesting, and um, that you know black men were the target for their organs. So, I mean, it, for the people that haven't seen this movie, it's about this white girl who brings her black boyfriend home and then a lot of black men that were missing um, were popping up in this small, like racist kind of town, but they were like out of it because the white people were taking them to this lab and um, using their eyeballs or their hands or whatever organ that they wanted and putting them in their body and you know pretty much seeing out of their eyes and there was another um actually I, I think it was pretty much unsolved well murder that happened somewhere in Georgia what was that young man's name who was rolled up in the mat I, be I believe his name was Kendrick Johnson yes so I believe that after autopsy, his family were making claims that some of his organs were missing. And, you know, that was raising the issue on social media and in the media that someone was responsible for this. And the motive behind it was that they wanted his organs. And, um, that that was just very interesting because I believe that it was ruled that his death was an accident. It was an accident that he rolled up and suffocated in his school gym. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was my understanding that what, what's alleged in this situation is that it was some conflict over a girl that one of his classmates killed him. And then, you know, after he, he died, they did something with his organs. So I don't know if their original purpose to kill him was for the organs, but I was like, my understanding when I read it, it was there was a, a conflict between 
him and another classmate over a girl or something to that effect. The the classmate kills him, and then he's found without his organs. I don't but, think anyone was ever prosecuted for that. Oh, no, nobody, nobody has ever been prosecuted for that. And and the thought was the reason why the classmate who they believe to have done it wasn't prosecuted is because his father was like worked with you know the police department or something to that effect. Now, to the length of the truth, I mean, how much truth to that? I mean, I'm not sure. I'm like I said, I don't, I don't know for sure. It, they're only allegations. No charges have been brought, or you know, and certainly nobody has been found guilty of it. But I just think that it it just it it begs the question that if there's no more marketable person for organ harvesting than the than the people, you don't have to worry about news getting attention about. You know what I'm saying? There's the whole freaking idea behind all that shit is this fucking crazy. Like, what? You want my, you want my, you want my teeth. You want my eyes to put them in your body. Like, what? This world is fucking crazy. Well, it, well here's Honestly, the thing. It's like, if you get on like, so like, let's say. For, like, that's fucking wild, Larry. Are you listening to this? No, it's it's crazy, but like let let's just stay like on Oregon specifically. It's like if you're on a, a list for like a heart transplant or a lung transplant, like you can be on this list forever, and you got to find somebody who has the right blood type and the right other features to make sure that when they put it into you, that everything's going to act properly. So the amount of money somebody can make on organs on the black market has to be crazy because of just the just the rarity to find somebody who has a perfect you know who's a perfect match for your body so it's 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 crazy but when you really think about it it shouldn't be that shocking but i mean how what do you think would be the resolution to having media coverage and interest of the public to be equal across the board for all genders, all races. Do you think that we live in a world where that could actually happen one day? Or is that just asking for too much? Well, it's funny you say that because I think the answer, we kind of uncovered it in the beginning of it, which is it's social media because the news is going to cover what gets eyeballs what, and not in the harvesting kind of mindset. What, yeah, what, what gets viewers, what gets attention? So as people continue to find out and go to social media, and, and, I, and, I've, and I've seen a little bit of this, and I don't even have social media, but I've seen a little bit of this where somebody be like, hey, my little sister is missing. Facebook, I mean, or Twitter, do your thing. And it's like where everybody will start from like, like reposting and stuff like that i think that has got to be the great equalizer because once it becomes something it's a story that the public is already kind of invested in and aware of then that's when you know the local news media will see is like okay it's a slow fucking news day in delaware nothing else is going on let me throw this on the local news and then as it goes up steam and becomes a national story it has to build kind of that way but you would think like, well, fuck, by the time it builds, how many hours and days have we lost where we, we, if they would have taken it seriously from the get-go, 
we could have we could have found this person potentially. But like I said, I think that's the only remedy is to use social media as a platform to garner that type of momentum where news outlets are inclined to say, oh, okay, well, this if we cover this story, then we'll get eyeballs. No, yeah. And I think that just kind of contradicts what I always try to tell people all the time when I say, mind your business. I think that kind of like moves against that and we got to stop minding our own business. And if you see something weird, you got to report it. You have to look into it. You have to call, you have to report, you have to get into people's business, which kind of makes me feel uneasy. But I think too, that um, just like in the Gabby Petito, I, I want to touch back on that. I know that somebody had seen something awkward and they reported seeing um, this young woman and her husband out in the desert and that's what led the FBI to that certain area and finding her and figuring out this whole story but it's just like seeing something weird or having that intuition that something's off and saying something about it and who knows like maybe if the person say for instance someone else had seen that and ignored it maybe that could have been the thing to save her life. I don't know. But who the hell knows? I just think that, you know, people need to stop freaking kidnapping people. Like, well, hide your family. That, no, I was going to say, well, that's that's the main thing. <laughs> let's, let's stop kidnapping and killing one another. And it's just like, and the world is a crazy place. The world is a crazy place. And for all the negativity that social media can foster, you, we have to keep in mind of the positive things that it can do. And if we use it as a tool for good and not evil, it can be a very, very powerful tool. And it can kind of equalize things. I've been telling people, it's like, we have a tendency to focus on the negative, but technology and social media has created more ways for people to make bread and feed themselves and their family and it also has provided us with greater opportunity to bring awareness to issues in which we are passionate about that are not getting that level of treatment so following this indigenous you know people's day and have many people within that community have gone missing without getting their recognition, I think it's important to remind ourselves, like, do what you can on your own level to bring awareness to issues and causes that deserve to be brought attention to. If, if the don't do the same thing that the national media does and repost all other things that are not of important value and instead say, hey, I'm, I'm finding out that there's you know, so-and-so is missing. Let me do my part and let me post. I don't care if you got five followers, post it to your five followers. And then if they post it, so on and so forth, next thing you know, that post that you do could be what ends up saving somebody's life. No, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. And that is something that I have to change about myself and get a little bit more comfortable about because who knows what I can bring awareness to. But um, you got some sports bets for me today. 
I do. And let me just start by saying we bounced back and redeemed ourselves with those picks last week. We went five, five were successful, only one lost. If you bet those picks, you went home and you took some money home. So let me tell you, let's let's kind of keep the momentum rolling and look into this next week where I believe that there's some games that should look favorable. So I like North Carolina minus seven. I like Arizona State, Utah over 51. I like Fresno State minus three. I like NC State minus three. I like Arkansas and Auburn under 53. I like Air Force and Boise State over 51. I like Duke and Virginia under 69 and a half. I like LSU, Florida under uh, 59. And for the NFL, I like the Vikings and Panthers over 46. The Browns and Cardinals over 50. The Raiders plus three and a half. And do, 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 do. let's go with the Steelers first half minus two and a half. We'll have other picks as well to be able to provide to you, but those are my favorite picks of the week. Good luck and go get money. Yes, thank you guys all for joining us and we'll catch up with you next week. All right, thanks you guys for listening. And if you haven't already, please like and subscribe to our podcast. I am Destiny Johnson. I'm Larry Sampson. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we said that shit. And we meant that shit.